Hello, my friends. Hello. Lana, Nigel. Welcome, Timothy. Let's talk digital. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> the whole world has just decided that we need to be online. So without putting this, I don't even know what the title of this one's going to be called, but it could be Special Loud Days Interaction. Lana, we're here. Matt's caught overseas because he decided to take a Kentucky tour um, right in the middle of <laughs> a global pandemic. <laughs> I'm only joking. When he listens to this, he's going to. He did not take a Kentucky tour in the middle. He um, he was over there for some work and um, unfortunately has been trapped. So at the moment, he is lying in an airport lounge waiting for the non-cancellation of flights. The poor thing. So um, <laughs> we we miss you, Matt. But jeez, um, looks like you're replaceable because the show's going on, and you're you're no, I'm only joking, Matt. We love you. When you listen to this, we um, if I had a jet, I would send it over for you, my friend. But unfortunately, you're gonna have to wait for the commercial airlines. So uh, there's obviously a couple of little things happening in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, and <laughs> um, no, I don't want to talk about it in any more detail than that. So. Yes. With a couple of little things happening in the world, uh, people going into isolation for obvious reasons, everyone seems to be considering a couple of things. One, how do I run my business from a remote location? And two, how can I move my business to have a better online presence or even potentially commercialize what I'm doing through a different means being delivery online. We've been speaking a lot around our build, um, around the podcast, around the YouTube channel, around the portal, backable.ai, all these things that we've been speaking about week on week in. But I think today we need to talk a little bit from a digital point of view because we don't normally get access to, uh, sorry, access in terms of discussion with Lana who's been in this game for a long time. Um, I've also been in this game for a long time Nigel, we've built online portals for a long time before they yep. were things. Um, yep. They really, this is really disappointing for us. We had a really nice little moneymaker happening there for a while and now everyone's <laughs> going to want to do it. So our our um, our, <laughs> our little out- niches are really closing up, aren't they? <laughs> well, no, no, we'll just consult rather than do. <laughs> so it's still away. <laughs> no, we, we had a business that was um, online training um, video portals and things like that and um, well, listen, I bought you a house, Nigel, so it did okay. Um, Pretty happy with it, really. <laughs> but now I, I just, you know, we release these little bits of information just to give you a bit of context that this is not new for us in terms of this. And I think for today, we all want to really just share some of the the things around your business and changing its format and turning it um, into a heavier digital footprint. Um, let's, we're going to talk about that today because there's a couple of pitfalls you need to look for. And also some of the expectations because there's so much energy going into this. So first of all, Lana, <laughs> let's take it from this. Yes. Help, I've got a business. I now need to be online. Where do I start? Yes. Okay. And can, I'm just going to say this from the outset. This is not selling. If I give you any examples, I'm not telling you reach out to Loud Days and we're going to sell to you. It's just going to help for you to understand what I'm talking about. Nah, okay? stuff this. There's a disclaimer. Nah, stuff it. Let's, you know what, let's go the complete opposite way. If you need help, you go to the best. Go straight there and Lana will look after <laughs> yes. you. Just mention this podcast. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Just put Tim in the discount code. So the first thing <laughs> that you need to know if you're going to go online is 
how is this going to help your clients, your customers or your audience? It's not about I've got a product that I need to sell. If you start from that way, it's... You're starting a new business. You're starting a new business and also you're taking advantage of what is a terrible moment in our history and it's going to come across as opposed to I have a product, I know how it's going to help my clients, how can I make it go online? And that is the first foundation of being online, how does that help my clientele? Step one. Yep. So let me, I want to break down this. I'll, I'll listen and then break down what I hear. Love it. So what I hear you're saying is, first of all, let's get the strategy right because it's not a simple thing just switching on online and going, great, now I'm going to build a video portal and charge people to do it and that's going to now re, um, re-energize my business. It's not that that's not something that can be a, a something that you do further on or it will lead to that but first of all we need to look at the fundamentals which is I want to service my clients that I can't have direct access to at the moment is there a way of digitally doing that or from an online technology point of view deliver in a different way because this is we're really talking this stage one yes is what delivery methods could I possibly use online in order to um, continue to help continue and hopefully you don't mind me talking about this well I won't say in specific names but we know a few doctors um, in our circles and one of the things that they can't do is meet face-to-face, particularly psychologists, psychiatrists, a whole lot of different type of um, uh, consultative um, medical clinicians. Now, the challenge that they've got at the moment is they need to still deliver to their patients and it's been a lot of the time face-to-face. So the first thing they need to do is actually offer something online but with a lot of medicos technology wouldn't be in their top 50 um, skill sets from the ones we know as a, as a, as a complete no. generalisation and probably a complete load of bullshit what I've just said. But the challenge is a lot of the questions we've been having from medical people asking us how do we do this is one thing. Mm-hmm. But secondly is because um, the, the irony is that the medical constitutions and the way you're allowed to deliver a lot of this clinical advice, you're actually legally not allowed to... Um, set it up and run it online. It actually changes a lot of the rules around it. Yeah, there are certain rules and regulations. So um, physiotherapy, um, myotherapy, those sorts of people, you can do it but you have to have a look at what your governing body says is legal or not legal while doing it. Yeah, because also some of these people won't be able to charge the same rates until they change the legislation which is the little things like that. So first of all, because we don't want to get too complicated with – whatever industry you're in but let's talk about specifically in delivery Mm -hmm. the first thing we need to consider if you're making a move to distribution online is don't expect to grab other clients at the moment the first thing is can I set up something that my clients would like to use in order for me to deliver what I need to deliver correct and then so that would be 1a 1b is what are my legal obligations around doing it yeah and checking some of those little things so A lot of people will go cowboy country um, yes. and they'll just do it anyway, which to be honest, I, I can't advise on. But if it's a matter of uh, sometimes in these uncertain times, um, this is where a lot of people are just going to have to go with logic and reasoning and survival and I understand that. But that's not for us to comment on. First of all, so 1A, make sure this is something that the client will value because yeah. a lot of people go, I'm just going to go online and go, but do people really want to, you know, is that the way they're going to want to have your um, product or service delivered to them? So so that would be number two. Yep. So number one is you've decided it's of value. 
Two, uh, one, E, you've decided that legally you can. Two, how is your audience, your customer, your client going to respond to this? So if you suddenly switch online, how are you communicating it to them? How are you helping them so that they can have the experience? And how are you making sure that before you flick the on switch that they actually want it in that format? Because I think this is where a lot of people are getting caught out and I'm reading a lot of things through forums and um, uh, groups that I'm in. A lot of people are switching online for the first time and they think by just being online that they'll suddenly get a lot of clients, new clients. That's not how online works. This is a flooded market where people are now going to cut the value out of delivery. So most people – let me give you an for instance for our company – what most people are charging for, we'll give away for free. Yep. And as soon as others realize that they can get it for free, why are they going to pay you? And how are you actually going to attract a client to want to deal with you? It's not just about turning on an online portal and going, now I'm going to have a new income stream. It doesn't work like that for a majority of people. Yeah, and again, love, lovely jump. Probably comes into the third one is, so you know the value, you know you legally can do it, you know that they want it, how are you going to charge and what's the future plan for the charging? So I've got just an example. I, I do yoga occasionally. I've signed up to maybe five or six different yoga studios over the last five or six years. Every single one of them has sent me an email saying we have an online portal. One of them is completely free. One of them is $9. The other three are the same membership rate. Yep. Now, me as a person who's not on in any yoga studio at the moment, if I'm going to become a new client, I'm going to the free or the $9 one. Yeah, to start with because you can always go up. Yeah. And so what the lesson there around that charging is, back to Tim's point, not getting new clients, make sure if you're sending out this information, your audience is segmented. You've got your current client list that you're sending one email or communication to and if you're going to go after past clients or future clients, you've got a different message going out to them. And, and so this is where the challenge is because um, – Sorry, before you – did you yeah. want to break that down for people just so it makes sense? Um, I'm pretty clear. No, I, I, I think it's crystal clear and it's, it's – w- what we're trying to work out now is – It sense to me and, and okay. I'm the yardstick. <laughs> no, no, but, but, <laughs> I, but I, think, I think exactly what Lana's saying is this is more a, a business strategy than an online strategy. Look at online as a new delivery method that you need to find – value for your clients to be able to get. So just because you are online doesn't mean. So let's look at a yoga studio. Even if you're online, how are people actually going to get that? Are they putting their laptop in front of their yoga mat at home? Are you um, live streaming through YouTube or somewhere or are you if you got videos up there on YouTube, do you have a portal that you're building? Do you have the capability to make sure that the content you're putting up is at a level that it's leads to what you don't need professional quality content for some businesses, but are you going to do all this effort and actually find that your clients, nah, it's not really what we want to do anyway. So it's not that you shouldn't be innovating and trying things, but you really should be working out who's the segment in your client base, which Lana's talking about, that would love a new delivery method. So even if you had a hundred clients paying five dollars to access a live yoga every day because if you're a yoga teacher you might be able to switch on actually do a live stream and people just buy a membership and work out obviously how you're going to deliver that 
if you can get 100 of your clients to do that, well, that's an extra 500 bucks a week. So it might be worth it. And people for $5, like, you know, I get it. A lot of people are doing this as a charity too. A lot of clients are like, we get it. You're struggling in the business. Giving you $5 instead of the $50 a week, no skin off our nose, but it, it keeps you able to keep moving or whatever it is. Yeah, and that's why it is quite important. You've got a whole bunch of so IGTV, which is longer form Instagram stream. A lot of uh, celebrities and fitspos and whatnot, they're posting their workouts. And so if I wanted to, I could jump on and follow I know, yeah. Naomi Campbell's daily workout. I can do that. However, if I'm already at a yoga studio or another business, I've got brand loyalty to that person. I know the instructors or the employees or whoever it might be. In this time, people are wanting to help. So why I would go to a, uh, um, my yoga studio's $5 a week account as opposed to get it off some influencer is because of humanity. I want to help you. So if yep. you've set this up, it's legal, you've told me how you're going to send it out and it's in a really respectful way to me saying it's $5 a week, this is what we're doing, I'm saying yes. Yep. A lot of people until they can't are going to find a way to do that. Yep. And that's why it's so important to make sure that you've thought this through, that you haven't just said I'm going online because – that's what everyone else is doing. And and I'm going to start a portal which will allow me to start attracting different clients. You, This is a race to the bottom at the moment. So you've got a stream of people in every industry pushing now some level of service online. Even if you're the absolute best and you don't know how to market that, you're just not going to get more clients. So lose that reality. It doesn't mean you can't build something as a different product but look at that as a whole new business build in the future yeah in the future but also not now it's much more commoditized <laughs> now so yeah. when you had 10 say you had 10 competitors yesterday you've got a thousand tomorrow because every business that wasn't doing this is now and it's not a thousand of the quality it's a thousand voices saying i've got this too and trying to differentiate in the marketplace which gets into the expense of marketing around Online. And just before we get on to that, for the first time ever, everyone's employment is uncertain. So not only are you competing with a thousand new competitors, the people who are paying the bills now have got, they've got a lack of certainty around can they pay the bill. So what's going to happen and what we have actually started seeing is people are cancelling subscriptions in certain yep. industry. In the fitness industry, people are not allowed at the gym, so they're cancelling the gym membership. Yep. Any, the response out there has to be when someone cancels, how can I still help you? And this is where this online idea comes into play is we understand it might not, I don't know, 50 bucks a week, whatever your gym membership is. We can't charge you $50 a week for an at-home stream. But for $5 a week, we can still ensure that you are looked after because what that does is it maintains the brand loyalty. It makes sure that every day they're seeing your brand in front of them, that when this blows over and we know that at some point it will, we will find a way to get through this, they're coming back to you. Totally. It's more paying to lease out the connection you have with the clients to make sure that as things hopefully start settling down to normal that you've still got connections because it's still the business fundamental of it's a lot more profitable to service a current client than to find a new one. That's a, that's a golden rule. So there's so what we're really saying is differentiating what you're doing as a business. So your first strategy is can I provide something that keeps connection with my clients because the format in which we've delivered what we're doing has changed. Yes. So first of all, let's work out whether there's any technology or 
online portion that allows us to operate under the current um, uh, current conditions in which we all find ourselves. Yes. The second part is, with that being said, what is something that I could build now that might take a few years that if whatever the world does under our current conditions, is there something that I could build? It's almost like a second business. You still have the skill set. You've still got the learnings from that, but you're actually trying to apply, think of it as a whole new business. Don't think about it as as soon as I turn this on, my clients are going to tell their friends and it's just going to build up. It's just not going to happen. And you need to get that delusion out because you're focused on the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. It's not the time to do that. It is time to start if you find you have time is to build something. But you shouldn't be expecting that I'm suddenly going to switch on some digital advertising and get all these customers coming. This is a race to the bottom at the moment because there's going to be too many voices saying, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. It's the cut through. Is that right? Yes. And so the cut through is very important. And uh, I've had an an interesting discussion with my sister about the messaging. Mm -hmm. The messaging around this has to be highly respectful and highly targeted. Where, as we've mentioned, there's there's things going on. You cannot be seen. You mean from your, the company you from are the at the moment. So what are we actually projecting from our communication? Yes. Your tone of voice. Tone of voice. Everyone is suffering. Everyone is in pain. No one has any certainty at this moment. If you come out there and say that your messaging is we're making money from what's yep. going on, you're done. Totally. People it's, are looking for support and positivity. If you're going out there and you're saying this, you know, uncertain times, fine, let's yep. no fear mongering. This is what we're doing to help people respond. People don't want to be reminded of what's going on. They're aware of it. Make sure you're offering a value or a, not even a, solu- a solution to at-home quarantine, for example, in a way that yep. is not it's not racketeering, it's not profiteering off the situation. Yeah, this is this is the time the the only message that has a chance to cut through at the moment from a digital point of view is this is what our company is doing to try and make your life easier at our expense. If your message is anything if apart. Yeah. So just in that the messaging coming from, there's a very everyone's very aware of what you're doing at the moment just to share a personal experience because the, the health and fitness thing – obviously everyone in that area is now trying to scramble to find a way to continue to maintain their clients. I used a personal trainer for a group of people 15 months ago uh, to get ready for a Spartan race. Um, And all of a sudden, and had heard nothing from this trainer for 15 months, including the day of the race, which he was at. Then last week, when all the things started to get real serious, I got a text message going, hey, just seen how you and your team are going with your training. Is everything okay? And it was was so transparent of what it was. Struggling, people struggling, they're doing the best they can, but it just comes across as, hey, that relationship had changed 15 months ago because when you could care, you didn't. Now that you're being this ever-loving, caring company um, for obviously – direct benefit now i don't want to judge people because i realize how hard it is and i no no no. and you shouldn't not send that message out if you're a freelancer out there listening and you're going i actually don't know what to do because all my work's dried up it's but you should think more about what that message is that you're sending i I agree and it's and people know everyone's struggling so it's the how do i help thing because people still need work by the way this is not going to just yeah completely stop but it's i think that's a really good point is 
you are not more important. Your own business is not more important than anyone else. So if you're going out there saying, help me, understand that the people that you're asking for help are in the same position. So all we're saying digitally is how can you make sure that it's this equal exchange because we are all in a situation together. Yeah, and that's, uh, I think, direct service. And we've, we've got a big challenge in um, Melbourne at the moment and I know it's the same around the world but I only want to speak from the direct observations I'm saying in hospitality. Um, Melbourne's, you know, it'd be in the top five um, global cities for hospitality in terms of restaurant and food and things and you see it a lot. It's not not that I want to boast about my hometown but we have been the most livable city for many, many years. <laughs> we did lose it this year. <laughs> in saying that, cost a bloody fortune to live here but that's the second thing. Um, but the hospitality has been beaten because the government's – I want to – Stop bashing the government, by the way. Everyone, stop bashing the government. I, I'm not, I, I don't even care what side you come from or who you go for. It, everyone's an expert post things that are happening. People are doing their absolute best with the way the government's set up at the moment. So the government put out a rule that you needed to be in hospitalities a metre and a half away, two metres away. So essentially it people can't even fill hospitals. A room hospital. of 100 square metres, yeah. you can have 25 people in yeah. it. So if you had 25, you used to be able to have 200. So people can't even operate at a profit like that. And But the hospital people are getting really smashed because not only do they have a lot of casual workers that rely on week-to-week payments, but how do they go from a hospital into digital? Yes. And so a lot of them that are starting to move are going, great, how do we provide online delivery services that we've never done before? Not through all the big... Um, carriers at the moment how do we do it direct because they need to make their margins or they're not yeah. going to do it and i just think looking at some of these things that's how you can start to support businesses you love so let's use that as a really good example step one what can i offer of value to my customers delivery is it yep. legal double check your ohs your food handling make sure yep. you can and what's required for that two do my customers want it yes yeah and also that's where you may find a lot of new customers because if they currently couldn't they know your venue but couldn't get that food or drinks or whatever how your liquor licenses work you obviously have to delivering (laughs) different alcohols you have to work that out but that's actually contradictory of what we just said before people who know about you may use your distribution method completely differently correct so you know that your audience wants it your audience could be past clients um clientele current clientele or people who are in the area then we look into how are we communicating this? And again, yeah. it comes back to we can't pay our staff, so order from us. No, it comes back to we're in the area where you can deliver the food that you love and that you want. This is how you do it. Yep. And so it's taking it from that really negative experience that people are currently in to you still have to eat. You want yep. to support local business and everyone from what I'm hearing really want to find a way to support local business while they can and you're giving them a really easy way to do that. People, they don't want to use the big ones. Yeah, and and to, to lead, to talk more to what Lana's saying is then it becomes what's your communication strategy. Not only, okay, the tonation of, hey, regardless of the world being upside down at the moment, we're now offering delivery. So that might be a really exciting thing for people going, do you know what, I would love to get that cheeseburger from that restaurant <laughs> that I love when I go out on you know, to that cocktail bar, whatever it is. So first of all, you'll excite people going, you know, when I'm feeling a bit anxious, like, that's a really nice bit of comfort food for an example. But they then log on to the website or the delivery website that that restaurant may have set up or, or not being. I, I had a, actually just as a quick side note, I had a client the other day. He goes, he rang his favorite Italian 
<laughs> the um, restaurant and they're like, it was sort of like, yes, hello, what do you want? But in a way that they were talking because it was an old school Italian, old family. They've never taken an online order and they rang directly and someone said that, like, oh, um, yeah, I guess we can do that. And they weren't even thinking about being set up because it's an older type couple who run the business. And it was such a mind-blowing thing. Wait a minute, I'll get I'll get Paul from around the corner. He might be able to know how we can do this and this. But they eventually got it delivered. And it's just being open to, first of all, that my business can do different delivery methods. Yes. I might have to set up a quick website using, you know, one of the major ones. I don't want to spruik any because um, that's not for us. And hey, good chance to get sponsorship, Nige reach out um, <laughs> but go to one of the websites, set it up and then the communication on the website which Lana said is more that we offer this but secondly, how do we show that as a company how we've dealt with what's currently happening out there. So you might be able to shoot a handheld video off your phone around this is the precautions we're taking in the kitchen just so you know for your peace of mind. Our delivery people might be wearing face masks or they've got gloves on just not to make people feel nervous but you might be able to add an additional value or security using this distribution platform rather than just the technology to, to, to fly. Yeah. Yeah. And just on that note, what, oh, sorry, no, after you, Lana. I was just going to say make sure if you're doing the video of the precautions you're taking, also have it written down because to be honest with you, with my mindset, I'm not watching a video of what you're doing, but I will read your dot points very simply. Here's how we're um, taking the yeah. right precautions. So both mediums. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. And if we are speaking to medium at the moment, I know I'm always a uh, spruker of high quality content. Uh, during these times now, the, the quality of it doesn't really matter. It's get it out and get the, the communication clear, just make sure that it's audible and it's not damaging, but you don't need to be doing high production things at the moment. You need to be communicating with people. Well, I wish you said that a week ago before we set our whole <laughs> lounge room up to a full production freaking studio. So anyway. You're under different rules, buddy. <laughs> Correct. So yep. we've gotten to the point where we know we should do it, we know we can do it, and we know what we're communicating. What now comes is how, how are you getting out there? And this is going to be different for everyone. Obviously, you've got social media posting. Yep. Yep. Um, social media advertising. If you're doing advertising, which is paying to be seen by a certain audience, this is where your messaging or the um, what yep. you're writing is very important that you're not seen to be um, taking advantage. Totally. Very, very important. And also e-newsletters. E-newsletters, uh, you pay for a platform but the sends themselves, it's, it is time-consuming. Yep. but you don't have to pay for that um, and making sure that you're talking to the correct audience. As I said, if you've got current clients and past clients, different emails to them. We're not all created equal. You should be spending more time and have more messaging on your current clients so that you know that they are being looked after. Yep. Your past clients or your future clients, if that's what you're sending out to in any format, spend time there but know that they're not only less likely to convert because they've got – other things there, they also shouldn't be as important to you as looking after your current client base. Yeah. This is not the time to start thinking that you're going to become a oh, – sorry, quickly become a digital powerhouse. It's not going to happen for you. It's not. And most people – and this is the, the irony of it – more people are going to start digital advertising which is going to really up the pricing of it. So what was an affordable way to – create some brand awareness is going to become a less affordable way for more people. So you need to go deeper into your current clients and what distribution model 
might attract the next rung of clients that might be attached to your current clients or whatever it is or is there a way to get your current clients to be um, distributing you know whatever it is through their networks because they might like to share and refer so what how do you go in to out using technology not trying to completely rebuild and think that's going to be your saving grace in saying that i want to make sure it's not that we shouldn't be innovating by the way i don't want to dampen people's spirits out there and go do you know what we're going to just reinvent that's good you should be doing that and we should that should be part of the strategy but it's not the hail mary to save the whole company or what you need to do we need to get smarter with how do we nurture our current segment that loves us or at least deals with us and then what could we start building we're using different technology that might be a new distribution arm which is important yeah and i'll just jump on one point there that Tim made which uh just a bit of an education session so nigel if you can uh add some dancing music or something into this to make it a bit more fun. (laughs) Um, Tim just made a point that it's going to be more expensive to reach your audience through advertising. Very simply what that means is fitness, yoga, let's use that as our example. If you are suddenly going online to target people who are living in Melbourne, aged let's say 18 to 50, who enjoy yoga, you are currently up against the additional thousand yoga studios who are targeting that exact same audience and paying for it. So just say before there were 20 yoga studios doing that, it meant that it was cheaper to reach that demographic because fewer people were trying to reach them. Now that more people are trying to reach them, more noise is out there, you have to pay more to get to them. Yeah, and so for a lot of smaller SMEs, that might not be the case. For others, that might still... um, economically work but that's what you have to work out let's move away from fitness for a moment because i think that's one type of business and we've talked a little bit about hospitality example yeah yeah obviously but i want to talk about a lot of the freelancers out there because we've spoken a lot on our other podcasters versus self-employed people versus business owners and just a quick recap self-employed being someone who's looking to continue to do the work and make a nice wage for themselves but doesn't probably have the ambition to grow a company where they'll sell that as an asset. They're just looking to build a small team and do the work, which as we said, all power to you. For a lot of you freelancers out there that would be very, very nervous around your work drying up, some of the fundamentals we need to look at is, is your website up to scratch? Now, back in the day when you probably began this and getting your clients, you were probably using different, more complicated, um, I guess, more sophisticated website development tools there's a lot of tools out now that are plug and play drag and drop that with a couple of hours some youtube videos and you're sitting in front of your computer you can probably put a very nice type of website together so if you're someone who needs to attract clients or will need in the future there's no reason you can't rebuild your website now if it's not up to scratch i'm not talking about all the bells and whistles in the world but i'm just talking about a pretty looking thing that has your this is what you do, this is what you can do and this is how you help because you're going to… Your portfolio, testimonials from past clients, showing that you're valued. Yeah, using some of these upgrades because then you can go to some also the platforms that you can put yourself up there and when you're competing against other freelancers, you can then look at, well, when people click on you, you look professional and you look better and you look like you've got your basically your shit organised. That there's no reason you shouldn't be doing that at the moment if you've got time. It's these one percenters around the really smaller businesses that should be trying to clean up what they're doing if you find you have time because that's going to be important for attracting new clients in the near future. For bigger companies, there's no difference either. You don't want to be spending a lot of money at the moment 
doing things like this because the new website's not going to suddenly bring in a hell of a lot of new clients. But there's probably going to be an important asset that you need to look at at the moment. And for um, freelancers and contractors and sole practitioners, a really good way to do it, and I know Tim can speak to this, I call him my little chatbot, is going into the forums and the different groups on social media where people are asking for your skill set. It's um, there's a lot of people still asking or offering things or allowing them. People even knowing what you're doing can say, actually, I know a friend who's doing that. And we, if you wanna, if you wanna build your business, you need to be listening to some of the other podcasts because we want to focus this one on some of the digital strategy and things like that. But you, if you've got capacity, you need to work out some of the um, the numbers around what you can be working for, or is it better to be working for nothing? to then go into work at the moment just to fill your time, build up portfolio, get into new markets, whatever it is. So that's more business building. Mm. But I think around um, at the moment is don't fall into the trap of I'm just going to do some digital advertising because it's not that simple. It really isn't that simple and as much as everyone would make you feel like digital advertising, you'll get leads and you can grow your business. You need to invest, you need to invest hard, which is what every agency is saying at the moment. You know, this is the time. It's not. It's, um, there's, a, there's a lot of agencies out there and I once did a nice big diagram of I had 300 and something agencies from around the world on one axis and on the other axis I had everything that they promoted made them different. They, the main thing that went, made them different was our team yeah, <laughs> and um, the results that we can get. Yeah. So when we talk to clients and one of the things we ask them is what, what makes us different, a lot of the time, and every agency will have this, is it's a relationship that they have from meeting us, from how we do our sales pitch to the ongoing clients, how we actually interact with them from a relationship point of view. A lot of the time, this is what makes an agency different one from another, regardless. It's no different in this time. If you're a contractor or you're a freelancer, it's the relationship that you're building that's going to make the difference. So it's not about selling your wares and thinking you're a better designer or a better photographer. It's about the relationship that you've had over these years. How is it that you can offer more or add value to potential clients or clients that they're really going to stick to? And that's something just to remember, especially from creatives, it's very hard um, money for skill. It's a very difficult process. If you can pull it back to the relationship that you have with people or that you had with people and communicate with them about how you can add more to them, that's my personal opinion of how you can get through this digitally as well. Yeah, and for those who, you know, have a different requirement in their businesses or are running a business that can help others digitally mm-hmm. what is your new messaging around that as well so as an agency how do you how do you change the messaging to say this is how we can help you get online or do things that are going to make be effective the key is you need to adjust and what you're talking about Lana is what how are you adjusting as a business and that's what we're talking about at the moment most agencies do the same thing even though every one of them will tell you why they do it better and yeah, we're all better than the next we're one. We're all better than the next one. And really, you know, we, we've got a philosophy which is pretty simple. Most most digital marketing is a commodity. It's those who can process data faster and make changes are going to get the yeah. – yeah. So 
in terms of, you know, just so you know, people are probably asking, well, why are you any different? Well, frankly, we're not. We just think we've got a model that processes data faster and we can yeah. we get changes quicker than others and, and you know makes what? an impact. We've got great people, we've got great yeah. skill sets, we get great results. Um, you can pick up the phone whenever you want. All the agencies, that's not really what we're talking about here, is we're saying in this time where things are changing fast, please make sure you two are changing fast. Yeah. Don't do it by throwing 15 things at the wall and hoping that one sticks. Plan out what you're going to throw at the wall, make it stick, and as it starts to slowly go down the wall, start to change it. Absolutely. And look at your digital touch points and where they're up to scratch and where they're not up to scratch. And don't look about sort of building the greatest thing of all time, but do you have a regular e-newsletter that's actually worth reading? So most people, most e-newsletters that come out are straight, open, boring, flick out. Can I do things that start connecting A, with my clients. So that might be your digital strategy is actually starting to clean up my website, e-newsletters if I'm doing it, my social media posting just generally. Because also if you have that all clean, you might start finding there are other people, even some of your suppliers or people you can do joint ventures with where you can start sharing communication strategies and start leveraging each other's client groups because you're going to need to do this when we come out the other side is you need to look pretty so others want to work with you as well. It's not just about direct um, attracting clients that people also want to work with other pretty people and I'm talking about pretty on the website and just looking professional being able to do that because it's we're all human nature if, why would I want to promote a really great person that when my clients click on them and it looks like they you know haven't swept their floor for three years and sweeping the floor in this um, analogy is your website's out of date links don't work the pictures it just looks old school and it's not nice so you just got to have a look at what do I need to do quickly to clean up my digital presence. Yes. Then let's work out how we can then leverage or start using it. But trying to completely reinvent the business overnight, it's like any business. This is not going to be the way to go forward. Yes. And the final point before I assume we finish up oh. okay. is... Well, I guess it is then. <laughs> whatever you've done, you're probably going to have to throw out for a period of time. So... I know that we had some podcasts recorded, we had some videos recorded, we do everything that is right, we have a bank of content. Yeah, wait then, a minute, just before, for, for those listening who have been following every podcast and Nigel said, I'm 20 ahead, he is now not because <laughs> some of those podcasts we are, are not real relevant. Time. <laughs> yeah. Because there's no point talking about how you have to be a strong leader with yep. emotional this and emotional that when suddenly the world changed and guess what? We have to change our topic. We can't send out something that worked two weeks ago yeah, and so the voice is wrong yes uh so just keep in mind that whatever you're doing with your digital strategy now and hopefully the last week yeah. you have had a look at it you've made changes you've made tweaks and you've again done the process of what is needed at this time from us from our team from our clients and you've reflected that back down the funnel into your digital advertising your content posting your e-newsletter sense and I think that's probably a great place to um, end this on. Now, if you're um, if you're listening to this in real time and it's coming out, there's you know, flick through some of our channels. Look on backable.ai because we're um, we're putting out some specials also, and some not in terms of selling things to where people can get some more detailed communications. Um, I'm sure Lana, I haven't told her this, but she's looking at me going, probably do a live stream of some sort to be able to answer questions. She just rolled her eyes and gone, "Thank you for throwing me under the bus," but. 
Yeah, she's only joking. I've already set you up for it, buddy. Yeah. You really have, haven't you? I can tell by your smile. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you need some specific information, it'll still be in a group forum because we want to share the information. But if you want to come on and ask questions um, or at least write in some questions and get them answered in detail, just to get you on the right foot at the moment, it's something that, as we said, um, this is not a charge thing for us. This is, hey, how do we provide a lot of useful information for people who might not have access to people like Alana, people like Nigel. Um, I'll have both those guys on because obviously Lana from a digital point of view um, will get back onto what we're building for Backable here and for Lotomo but Nigel who's built portals and some of the challenges around that getting the content ready, Lana being able to get your basic strategy right and what are the things that make impact, I'm happy to also discuss it in terms of business strategy and what we're advising some of our clients behind the scenes in in terms of not only survival during this period but also where the opportunity will come from because this, as much as there's the lows of things that are happening, they equally will be the highs, the whole yin and yang of any type of challenge. There will be equal opportunity as well as the equal um, problem. So we want to make sure at least we all have the best fighting chance to do the best we can because not everyone wants to dominate the world. Some would just be happy to retain their income and be able to help those around them. So um, as I said, please connect. It's not something that we're looking to make money from. It's part of our contribution and where we feel we can contribute now um, with our skill set. But um, guys, thank you. I know there's a lot to cover and hopefully um, with a few of the live streams we might be able to just answer some specifics and help people. For those that are interested in the stats, we'll talk about the podcast. Funnily <laughs> enough, with a lot of people at home, we've had a nice little boost in the podcast <laughs> listens. <laughs> and um, Nigel's got our YouTube um, channel up and running a bit um, a bit quicker as well, which is uh, really cool because we're putting some additional content on there and that's been a lot yep. of fun. But um Lana, Nigel, thank you again for your time. We're sitting here on a Sunday and I appreciate that you've got a lot going on too but um, uh, it's nice to, to be able to help and um, thanks again, Lana and Matt. If you're listening to this, <laughs> I, we miss you and... Um, come home soon. Yeah, yeah. It's just come home soon. We need you. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you. We'll, um, we'll hear from you again next week. See ya. Bye. All right, see ya. See ya.